<clears throat> all right so i took a pause from the introduction i need to mark where i end because it's likely that i'm not gonna get to finish up the introduction but i started listening back the episode before posting it here it's now published you know just let it go no edit i put i did put a little background music on it because i find that it allows me to sleep <laughs> and it kind of distract from my annoying voice a little bit one thing i find though one thing i find i sound nasally i don't know i sound like i'm talking through my nose maybe i need to talk a little bit more like um a japanese from the from the stomach something like that i don't well uh what i'm trying to say is yeah still nasally uh, well helpless <laughs> hopeless um hopeful full of hope anyway um as i'm listening it and i'm listening back myself i want to make sure that i lay down some i think i should lay down certain things i was born so just in case so any reason lorry guns should ever listen about this thing monday which i thought she'll ever do what in fairness i gonna read i read this book with skepticism because i was born in the same streets that they talk about when i was in fact i i probably should put a picture up somewhere of where i was born where we used to live the other day i was down in jamaica i stopped there i was taking pictures because i was trying to find a seven up sign that was on the front of the yard and so be it the shop that we lived is no more they have sealed off the doorways and the windowways with concrete and the seven up sign was there it was looking down to the back of the yard there was a seven up sign it was taken off the front which was street facing and it is now just laid to the side against a fence up in the yard so inconspicuously i mean and i'm saying to myself that's life you know things that punctuate people's existence because that seven up sign i've always remembered it as part of the home that i grew up punctuate people's existence sometimes just it's just lying in the dust somewhere inconspicuous <laughs> you know something that punctuate your whole existence to some ex to some extent it's just lying somewhere inconspicuously to the side of somebody and that's the passage of time what's important i'm just listening to a guy interviewing Travis on youtube here the guy named can't remember his name right now because i wasn't paying attention to him i've seen him but just 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 he's just one of the many faces i i'll see cycle through on the media and he's, inter he's interviewing Chabas, and Chabas is a, a very popular vlogger. He used to say, do it for the like, yes, do it for the love, something like that, which was pretty ingenious. Because by saying that you're doing it for the love or something like that, you right away, you disarm anybody, and anybody, everybody, you get everybody on your side because people want to do it for love. Can't remember what his term was, but Chabas also come across as pretty um, humble and um he thinks he's masking his private life but 
third eye, you can't see a man with a third eye. You can't see a man who you don't get there without having some kind of sensitivities and having some kind of journeys. And he has, he's a man who has he come across sens sensitive, um, careful. He knows that he has amassed some kind of influence and power. He has, he's very humble. But now he realizes the dangers of the people that he's bringing into his realm that can be to him based off what he has amassed that he has to be more careful. But he, he, he probably was going about the whole thing happy-go-lucky for a while. I know him realizing he, he, he has a he, he not only has a responsibility for those who's coming up and watching him and, and, and following his example, but he also has a responsibility to himself and his own future and his own legacy, which humbly he doesn't try to hold on to or profess himself as a king of anything. He actually matures. You can see this maturity happening, which tells me say, I'm old because I can actually observe somebody maturing. But he's a good fellow. He, he actually, as a, you know, I, I give him props. Crazy, madman. Do shit that I wouldn't do because I see him eat alligator one time or something like that. Curry alligator. Not going to eat any curry alligator. Thank you. No thanks. But, um, so I give him ratings for them, them crazy stuff there. And he, he has a quirky sense of humor. Sometimes very in-depth and sometimes just superficially quirky. And it still works. Um, but this guy was talking about interviewing Chabas and he's like da 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 and you can see that he holds some influence and he goes I came up in the Instagram era and I'm like how did Instagram become an era? I remember when Instagram came up and I ignored it for for years and because I thought this thing was gonna just be a a fluke so for someone to call something like Instagram an era Twitter, I remember when Dan, Dan, Dan Lemon talked about Twitter and CNN and I said, the fact that he's talking about this Twitter thing, you know, I think we should buy some shares in it. Because before Twitter and Facebook, the only thing we knew as a social thing was, what was this thing? There was this social media thing that everybody was having an account on. Face party, what was it called? My account, my, my friend, my 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 something but there was this this account there was this social media thing that was just going to really skyrocket and then facebook came boom and just everybody just said wait instead of <laughs> posting one more photo on this whatever it was we were doing at the time my place my place i can't remember what it's called if anybody remember just remind me there before anybody posts another picture on this, my space, my space, it was called my space. I think it was my space. Gotta Google that. Um, before anybody posts one more thing on this, my space, let's figure out this Facebook thing. And somehow, I and Facebook folks need to really talk the story of this. This Facebook thing just took off, everything was Facebook. And MySpace just went to the wayside. I think MySpace still exists. But in what form and in any relevance, I don't know. But to hear people talk about these things that we thought would have just been fly by night as an error. 
the guy said he came up in the Instagram era. I'm thinking to and this guy is actually a movie star. Apparently, he stars in a movie called Sprinter, written by Storm Slaughter or directed by Storm Slaughter, who is a very good director in Jamaica. So, and, and just doing some quick Googling, it looked like it was premiered in Hollywood and, do it, and it did this Hollywood stuff. So, this guy is someone I should probably know just to show you that, you know, generations push out the other generation and you know, you're not always current. But just watching that shows me that there's a big passage of time and the things that you ignore can become an error, can become very very prominent in that 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 time span that you're on this planet and it can be pivoting and you never know you know i would have thought that instagram would be a pivoting a pivot in the way we communicate TikTok, TikTok was another one i thought was gonna go by the wayside i mean if any lesson is being learned is everything that comes into your periphery do not discard it but I kind of divert again and again I'll go down rabbit trails I'm known for rabbit trails I should probably call this podcast the rabbit trails of John um, I don't know yeah my name is John <laughs> let's call me Roots though um, R-O-U-T-Z I'm going to try and build that brand again once and for all but um, what am I saying just listen, reading the book I remember the first time I read it, I felt as a youth that grew up in Kingston and well I was born at uh, what they call it, we used to call it Jubilee Hospital, Kingston Public Hospital. Um, I would think that it was insightful but you always feel as if you don't want someone else to tell your story. Why is it that this person telling my story from there? perspective you follow what i'm saying it's almost like you know you don't have a voice you want a voice and you want but do you want someone else to tell your story because they're going to tell it from their perspective no matter what it's always from a perspective and it always has some kind of influence why they say what they say everybody have their biases every last one of us so there was some indifference to it you know to our, our some ex- exception and even reading it right now i know that there's some exception even more so that i'm an older man but reading it so far i love the delivery i'm enjoying the not the way she put it together i don't like the jnp and the plp part unless it's deliberate and i can't in any context see why that would be deliberate because that tell me that you're talking about something that you, uh, but you don't know the basics of it. JLP, not JNP, and PNP, not PLP. So it's JLP, not JLP. JLP, not JNP, and PNP, not PLP, right? See? Uh, anyway. So, you know, you get it right. But I don't think it's her fault. I think that's just a printing error. But that kind of pisses me off. Um, I put me away, but yeah, it's a little fickle, right? But no, it's just that your history is your history, and everybody tries to take piece of your history when it's when it's beneficial to them, and and give you the crap when it's beneficial to them. And I know that the history of Jamaica and every youth that grew up in Jamaica have a story to tell. 
that can transform people and i tell you why it can transform because by listening to people's story you can put your own life into certain context i know my phone keep blowing up um and and decide where you want to go from there oh yeah yeah uh, my phone is just blowing up this has to do with part has to do with jamaica again again being away from jamaica sometimes people take away the fact that you're jamaican jamaicans themselves will also put you you know you're a foreigner the other day i was talking to someone and they were i can't remember who exactly mentioned this and they said um when employees are looking for to, for, for, for people recruiting people for the company in jamaica our businesses doing business in jamaica what they do is they give the business to jamaicans who haven't migrated I give the positions to Jamaicans who haven't migrated because in their mind these are the people who, who endured. And I say, but most Jamaicans are always almost in some stage of migration. They have, may have migrated at comeback, but some of them planning to migrate. <laughs> you understand? What's that thing if you give a position to somebody and go for next month and migrate from your backside? You don't know. Um, and migration is a part of life. It's, it's a movement of people. People migrate, but in fact, you should actually have empathy for people who migrate and deal with people on a case-by-case -case basis because people migrate not because... Well, some might say, boy, I'm done with Jamaica, but a lot of people migrate just because they want to establish a different kind of independence, a different kind of experience, get out of the fishbowl a little bit, but that don't mean say you give up the fishbowl as your home because if all of us are in the battle, then none of us can read the label. Some of us has to come out of the battle so we can look at the label and say, hey, this is the label for the jar that we're in, you know. Some of us have to come out and you can't just always stay in. There's this thing, I was listening the other day where the guy said, we need this course to get to intercourse, but sometimes the discourse is too coarse. And that's the thing I find. Sometimes we just a little bit too coarse with each other. And, 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 and we can't get to that intercommunication of each other and, 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 and when somebody goes out or goes off the reservation just to seek knowledge just to seek a new experience just to establish more of us out there people then label you as some for, and, it's, and it's usually to their benefit because at the end of the day on the other side there's some time when they use your movements, if they can, to their benefit, uh, or, or, or embrace you to their benefit. You know, when they want you to invest, buy homes, invest in the businesses in Jamaica, it's not a problem. The point I'm making also to is, when we come to Canada as immigrants, they tend to want to give Canadians preference over immigrants for preferences for jobs. So at the end of the day, your ass is grass, no matter which way. Jamaicans are saying, at home are saying, you're gone, so you, you're not, you don't deserve. When you come back, or you don't deserve positions in Jamaica corporate. And the Canadians are wherever you move to, are saying, you're an immigrant, you're not really Canadian. And that's another whole different episode of conversation. Anybody tell me that my experience is wrong? I can tell him that just yesterday I was taking my daughter and my wife, we went for a drive and we are down by this very isolated road. So I gave my daughter the Jeep, so you take over and 
because I've been teaching her for, to drive little little. And I find that while she's going to go to driving school, I find that when you give them little nuggets and little training, give them little, little experiences around the vehicle with you, you can get rid of certain little bad habits early or actually just because a trainer 10 in my mind just want to train you but they're not going to make you a driver in fact the more you fail and come back to them is the more money they make as long as you're not being dangerous on the road they don't mind you don't learn to drive that well as a parent you're going to challenge a child or challenge a person and they will get these little one-one drive that it, it's an habit. They'll remember. They'll remember, don't do this. And they'll feel a little bit more confident. Each and every one is staying for the first moment. They'll probably freeze up. But once they get into the, the groove again, they get there. So, my daughter, we, we, get, we, we are on this lonely road off the Niagara Parkway. And stopped by this curb. I went around the back of the Jeep. Uh, my wife is in the front beside her. I say, put your hand on the... On the emergency brake just in case and my daughter bringing her uh, taking her through the whole startup routine you know give her the keys in her hands so she start from pushing in the keys and starting the vehicle with her foot on the brake da, 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 da. she just barely move off very slowly in fact she was using the momentum of the engine without any gas or acceleration at all to move the vehicle by just taking her foot off the brake just as she moving off this white guy pull up with him truck and his boat on the back and I'm in the back seat, window is wind up. I'm kind of in the middle of the back seat, kind of kind of giving her instructions over her shoulder. And this guy is shouting to my 14-year-old daughter, he is asking her if she, what she's doing around here. Um, did she just dump garbage around here? And I'm like, this guy asked, I mean, we are just going for a drive. I'm teaching. Why? This is a young guy too, you know, he's probably in his early 30s. Why would, and I'm like, he has on his shade still, like he just went fishing because he has his boat on the back. And at first, I said to my daughter, because she's holding the steering, she's gripping the steering and focus in front of her. My 14-year-old princess is just focused in front of her. And this white guy is shouting through the driver window to her. Because my window, the driver window was winding down. And his window is down. And I said, just focus, let the vehicle roll. So the vehicle is rolling slowly. I said, don't pay me the mind. Because I think he would have then looked and see that it's a young lady learning to drive with her parent beside her so there's no way i mean this is someone learning to drive you're not gonna, the learner is not going to be the getaway driver if we're going to do something illegal right but it does compute in this white guy's mind he actually now reversing his vehicle and accosting my daughter while because she's just rolling and ignoring him so it's when he's reversing and, and now reiterating his accusation to my 14-year-old daughter who's holding the steering and nervous like heck. I have to jump out the back now, the back seat, jump out the back and go around. And I say, yo, Bridget. And you know, I give him the, yo, what go on? I mean, we are, I'm teaching my daughter to drive. And you, what is your problem? You understand me? Yeah, people always come around here and he's getting apologetic. I'm like, yeah, but what does that have to do with us? You don't just say, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you see a, a young lady learning to drive. I'll be to a lady, a lady of color. And you think that that's, we're going to come around here with a, with, a, with a very conspicuous Jeep, all the three of us, to dump garbage. And then at the same time, it's the perfect time now for us to teach our daughter to drive, the getaway. She can barely even press the gas. 
you you kidding me? You, you know, and I, I went go, down with it. So when he saw that I started getting angry now, rightfully so, he was first, he was, and then I start to see that uh, like a snarkiness start come over his face because clearly now he's thinking this guy is a little bit too assertive. I could see that in his eye, like, why is this, this, this black man being assertive on me? This is my era, this is my space, this is my Canada. So I could see his, he said something like, have a good day or something like, all right, all right, have a good day. And I'm thinking, you don't just have a good day. No, you're pissing me off. Because why did you come and accost us in the first place? If I was driving along and I see some white people and, and this young white young lady learning to drive, I'm not going to cast her and just start accusing her of doing something illegal. And if I ever did that, I would be, a, I mean, <laughs> you, we know that would go. And if it was a white family driving that vehicle, you wouldn't have accost them either. You understand me? So the point I'm making is, and I don't want anybody, oh, your daughter might look like an adult. Why is it that you need to make that excuse? Why is it that you can't just read it for what it is? Might, might not. Why is it that whenever you tell people things that you experience, they first, they think that it's their obligation to now give you a different spin on your own experience? A lady come to you, oh, this guy raped me. Oh, maybe he never raped you, know. Maybe, did you think that maybe he just bucked his toe and tripped and fell on you? And a couple times, over and over again, with his pants down. It's, he probably didn't wear a belt. And his pants just fell down. And, you know, so you know you're being screwed. And when you tell people about being screwed, they tell you that you must look, you might want to look. No, just become outraged by the thing for a minute. And then we'll, we'll dial it back from there. I know we, don't, we can't all be outraged. But in this situation, I have every right to be outraged and upset. And I, and I haven't been. I don't like it manifest in my brain because this is where we are here in Canada. But this guy just accost us. So, so, so let's extrapolate. What's going to prevent us from feeling anxious the next time we go to drive down there? Now that area, for no reason at all, every time my daughter goes, I uh, should go that area, she's going to remember being accosted and being accused of doing something illegal. Think about that. There is layers to these things that people do, you know. There's consequences to the small things, you know. There's a show, I was just glancing yesterday, called The Little Things with Denzel Washington. The little things. It's the little things, you know. Sometimes it's the little things. You understand? The little things to you. Big thing to me. You understand? So, when... The, and I just, just... I gave that example because it happened yesterday. I don't know what's going to happen today. But, day by day, as an immigrant, you go through different things that it's hard to explain to people. So, when you go back to Jamaica... Uh, you never ever leave because the way we move with Jamaica is as if we, did, we haven't left. And I tell somebody we have two countries. When you go to Jamaica and the people treat you like you, you don't have, you know, we're going to give um, jobs first to those who haven't left. We're going to, as if you went to this happy party and you were in this green pastures and it was all up. You are fighting every day to establish and represent your country. That's what immigrants do. So 
there's a bigger picture to the whole thing. So even with this yardy culture thing, when I talk about Jamaica gang members going out, there's a lot of that. But at the end of the day, there ha the, you would like, especially as someone who came up out of the streets, myself, and I can't tell so, and I'm going to read this, some of these gangsters that they talk about, a boy for me, let, let's, let me just lay it down. Some of these gangsters that this lady romanticizes, and I remember reading the book, a boy for me, and a boy when I got you, I've not been through the experiences that I've been through. But yet still, my experience and my contribution as a human to this society is immense. Not going to make a book. It's not going to make it into a book. And that's fine. That's fine. As I said, the passage of time, the thing that punctuate your existence, sometimes you just put on the back of a yard, gathering dust. I have no problem gathering dust. No problem. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is that there's going to be a little bit of indifference, a little bit of skepticism because... There's a lot of people who come from overseas and they only say and they glorify the gangsterism in Jamaica. I could be reading a book right now about something more positive and I hope I, I read this book because it is a, I'm curious because I'm going through a period of rereading the books that I read in the past to see if it have the same impact as an adult. I cast a different eye on it. But hopefully, and I have a Marcus K. I have a book to read also. Hopefully we'll get to the point where we 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 are lighting and 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 we are lighting the good, the positive, the 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 the, the, the people who make a, the people who sacrifice, not the gangsters, not the not the not the the slingers, not the you know but the 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 the, 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 the David Brown, simple David Brown, from Portmore that come up, and is representing Jamaica in a big way in his own little space in this big world anyway i'm gonna have to split for a second and i'm gonna finish up the introduction once i get back